Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, rumors are heating up about possible name changes to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Negotiations are underway between Disney and the Service Trades Council Union uh, regarding cast member wages. Bill Nye the Science Guy is suing Disney for $37 million, and people are petitioning Disney not to leave Netflix. Also, in a separate show, about 15 minutes after this one ends, we're going to tell you all about this year's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 953 for the week of August 28th, 29th. 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, we have a full house. Our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Along with associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And associate editor, Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. I think we should make him wear headphones and sunglasses. Why? Because that's the way they see him all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Steve's not in the parks, clearly. He's here because, uh, as I mentioned... Um, we're going to uh, go through rapid fire, and then we're going to take about a 15-minute break. We're going to come back live um, to do a dedicated episode uh, for this year's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which we attended on Friday. Before we get to anything else, we want to send out our thoughts and best wishes to all of our friends uh, in Texas right now are being affected by Hurricane Harvey uh, what we're seeing on television is devastating it's 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 really i mean it's 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 another katrina no it is and it's it's ironic that it's happened 12 it's 12 years to To the day today that that katrina happened my my dad had to move to uh houston after um after katrina because their their business shut down in new orleans and has been living in houston ever since and my mom who recently retired Moved to Houston too, so they are both there. They are both safe. They must be on a little hill. They are because... not allowed to move to Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so they are surrounded by water. But uh, my dad said the water around them is going. They're west of downtown, and I, I, I don't have any sort of, uh, you know, really know what that means except looking at like the map or the aerial view. Oh, but... luckily. Houston and East was one that the, the worst rain bands. So being west of Houston puts them in the quote unquote drier, the lesser, lesser severe weather. And I, so that's I definitely know where I get my work ethic from because I, I was texting with my dad this morning asking how things are, and he goes, "Oh, I, I had to go drive to the office today to see how things were." <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I also want to add that I understand that South Asia and India are having very similar. Events, so I don't want anybody to think that we're not thinking about them. Also, all right. Can I just mention too, uh, for our Dreams Unlimited Travel clients, we understand that all of the uh, airports are in Houston, in Texas are shut down at the moment. We have been trying to reach out to Actually, you. Just Houston, I believe. 
Oh, I thought it was seven altogether. Oh, maybe there are. I'm sorry. I mean, you might have more information okay. than I do. I, I knew that in, uh, Houston International and uh, Houston Hobby are closed. Okay. I thought there were seven airports altogether, but I could be wrong. In any event, we have tried to reach out to our clients, tried to let them know if you need help getting to or from your vacation, let us know. If for some reason you didn't get that information and you are able to watch our show or listen to our show, Catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, call us, let us know if we can help you, because we want to make sure that you're safe and getting to and from. Yes. Disney's actually being quite helpful. They always are. Yeah. They always are. The one thing I can never criticize them for is uh, when things like this go on, their, their response is usually uh, right on the money, and you don't have to shame them into it. It's, um, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, so. Well, they haven't re- released anything official. There's been no official no, announcement. it's a case-by-case case basis. It's case-by-case, but they've been pretty good at responding they've to They've been those. very proactive. Yeah. All right. Um, one other thing in housekeeping, just want to remind everybody, check out all our other shows uh, by heading over to disunplugged.com. You can find the whole slate of shows uh, that uh, that we're doing. Can I just mention, I know we're not plugging shows, but no dreams show this upcoming Monday because of the holiday. Just okay. going to put that out there. All right. And I just want to say that a year ago today, I believe, we were in Zermatt. Was it really? Mm, didn't that seem impossible? That it's been a year. Yeah. and That it, was so beautiful. It was one of those things. We've been lucky enough to travel. I know that. We've been lucky. I'm lucky. I know. I know. I'm lucky enough to do these things. That was life-changing. It was. It made me feel unimportant and small, I guess is the word. It made you realize that there's stuff out there that's way bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people had that reaction. It was it was humbling. Well, that's one thing about travel is it, it makes the world larger and smaller all at the same time. Right. You know? Exactly. So. so to those folks who were there with us, hi, folks. So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? One quick thing. I just want to say that um, we're constantly adding new uh, designs to our merchandise page for T-shirts. So... Um, Keep checking those out. I think we have two new ones up. A lot of people asked for the the dining show logo. They love that. So that has been now. You did a great job on that. Now that has been put on a shirt. And we have another one. But you have to go check it out to see it. We I don't have like a, an image to show. But there's a merchandise link on the homepage of the Diz. And check it out. Oh, and okay. I'll, since we're going to plug. Uh, we have a new dining show coming out tomorrow. And uh, it, it was quite the battle um, between the team. On this one, actually, it was a battle between me and everybody else. So, um, <laughs> so a regular show. <laughs> it's a regular, a regular show. show. So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? All right, then we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story: Union wage negotiations begin. Disney proposes two point five percent salary increase. As the first round of negotiations between Disney and the Service Trades Council Union began yesterday, Disney placed their opening offer on the table. Their proposal would increase cast member salaries by 2.5% while freezing the new higher starting minimum wage at $10 per hour. The coalition of unions representing more than half of Walt Disney World employees has something else in mind. Although they have not yet given any specific details of their counterproposal, the unions speaking for 38,000 workers aim to increase average salaries for cast members from $11.28 an hour to $15.71 an hour. According to Disney, their average cast member salary is closer to $13.34 an hour, but only after overtime and premium pay are factored in. Disney released a statement regarding the proposal, which said, quote, Our starting cast members currently earn nearly $2 more an hour more 
than Florida's minimum wage for entry-level jobs. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with the union to reach a fair and reasonable agreement. The Service Trades Council Union is negotiating, is negotiating on behalf of six locals representing 38,000 people. Employees represented hold diverse positions within Disney, including bus drivers, hotel housekeeping, lifeguards, and custodians. After the discussions, Unite Here Local 737 President Jeremy Haken stated that the Union Coalition's proposal was, quote, a significant increase, but necessary to improve the standard of living for cast members. He said it's something that affects the entire community in Central Florida. Everybody knows somebody who works at Disney. There's a lot of interest in this negotiation. Well, and not only that, first of all, uh, if, if they are successful at making this happen, it's going to have a massive impact on the lives of not just people that work at Disney, but Universal, the other theme parks. Yep. Yep. Historically, they match it. They follow. Uh, so, but I also think if they are successful, you're seeing a company the size of Disney go to this kind of 15, you know, that's, that's the number that's been thrown around a lot over the last two years, $15 an hour, seeing a company the size of Disney going to that, embracing that uh, might have far reaching uh, effects. And I hope, I hope it happens. These guys certainly deserve it. These guys certainly deserve it. But, uh, was it? Now, now Disney came back with, 2.5 percent which right. is like which is pennies it reminds me of like when bob used to barter in the islands like this cost <laughs> this costs four dollars i'll give you 25 cents 25 it. cents yeah, right. it's really <laughs> um I did that with him one day I, I threatened to hurt him i if i remember correctly didn't the last increase become into effect because of universal i thought universal was looking for so many people that they offered a ten dollar opening offer uh, for new hires, and that's why Disney's at $10, but I could be wrong. I think a lot of this is um, a lot of this is dictated by supply and demand. You know, If there's so many open positions, which there will be, once all the new lands open and new hotels open, they have to pay more. Well, right now, more. from what I understand right now, this, uh, this negotiation is limited to only to wages. If an agreement isn't reached by, I think it was October 24th, then other benefits and things are on the table for negotiation, and this could get, this could get a lot more contentious. Uh, their contract runs, I believe, through 2019. Um, so I don't think we're going to have, I, I, unless Disney wants to lock this down and make sure nothing goes wrong, because um, 2019 is also when the first, uh, well, no, to- uh, Toy Story Land opens next summer, 2018. So... Um, I don't know. I, I'll be very interested to see where this goes. I do not think we're going to see Disney capitulate by October 24th to $15 an hour. Um, I don't think they're going to get that without going on strike, personally. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We will have to see, for sure. All right, our second news story. Bill Nye suing Disney for more than $37 million. This is a crazy story. According to Deadline, Bill Nye of Bill Nye the Science Guy is suing the Walt Disney Company and a host of its subsidiaries for more than $37 million. Nye is claiming he never received his full cut from the profits of Bill Nye the Science Guy, which was a long-running series that taught children and their families about science. The lawsuit was filed on Thursday, August 24, 2017, in the Los Angeles Superior Court. 
Nye's lawsuit hits the Walt Disney Company from multiple perspectives. One of Nye's claims is Disney's, quote, breach of fiduciary duty, which caused suffering, according to Nye, and could cost Disney over $9 million. Another claim Nye makes is that by not paying him, they enriched the company by an additional $28 million, which Nye believes, though, these ill-gotten profits, quote-unquote, should be paid to him. Nye alleges that in April 2008, he received a check from Buena Vista Television for $585,000 as his share of the net profits. Yet a couple months later, Buena Vista Television asked Nye via letter for $496,000 back, as they claimed there was a retraction to the previous calculation of Nye's share of the profit. With the massive accounting error, Nye began questioning the accuracy in accounting at both Buena Vista Television and the Walt Disney Company. After Nye refused to pay back Buena Vista Television, he stopped receiving royalty payments from the company on July 22, 2008. Buena Vista Television insisted that he pay back the, quote, overpayment before he will receive his share of the future profits. Wow. So there's a little insight into <laughs> television money, right? Here's, <laughs> here's, here's my question. Okay, he hasn't been paid since 2008. That's nine years. Why is he just suing them for this now? Because that five hundred eighty-five thousand dollars ran out. Didn't he have to pay some of that back? Or he did? Yeah, he, he did. He, he did, did pay it back. Uh, Disney saying the reason they stopped paying him royalties was because he did not pay back that money, and he's. Mm. Oops! So he made a four or five hundred thousand dollar mistake. <laughs> Give it back. I hate when that happens. I know, really. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I don't know. It's it's a weird story. Also, his numbers seem crazy to me. These numbers that he's putting out that he's owed. Does anybody think he's owed $37 million for Bill Nye, the science <laughs> exactly. guy? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, sh- don't you think that's quite kind of become part of the lexicon? I mean, I think it, mm-hmm. they talk about him on TV. Look, I, 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 I don't know that Oprah got that kind of money for doing her oh, show. Oprah got big money. Um, but he's Oprah has a house in Montecito. She's got money. I mean, this is his character. I mean, this is who he's. He might get the nine million, but he's not going to get the. He's, he probably won't get the extra. Well, it's like when you sell a house, you always ask for more than you think you're going to get. Yeah, but this is he still doing things actively for Disney now? Not for Disney. Not for yeah, Disney. No. So. He showed up on like Big Bang Theory, and he there was another. Uh, was it on the Science Channel? He has a Netflix show. Netflix show. Are your mics off back there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it'd be, there's a problem that we're trying to fix, so we were moving around a lot. Yeah, so. this isn't that much for people who are listening or watching this back later, but literally as we're going live, YouTube is switching over the redesign of their entire site, and it's causing issues on browsers. Oh, thanks, YouTube. So we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, oh, sorry. Thanks, damn, IT, damn IT people. Really? Yeah, I, really. I was going to say he's, he's suing now because his ride closed. Because his ride closed. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, yeah, he's got a Netflix show out there that's actually pretty popular. So, I mean, I think he's making money. I don't think he's. So Disney doesn't own the rights to his name. No, Bill Nye no, Science no. Guy. that's, that's a character yeah. he created years ago. That's his yeah. character. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on to our next story. Over twelve thousand people petitioned Disney to not leave Netflix. The Diz reported earlier this month that Disney would be pulling much of its content from Netflix as the Walt Disney Company would be starting their own direct-to-consumer streaming service in 2019. 
Since then, more details have been released, and discussions between Netflix and Disney are beginning to sort out what the transition might look like and what Disney content could possibly stay on Netflix. Now a group of passionate Disney fans uh, on thepetitionsite.com are urging Disney not to pull any of their content from Netflix. They argue that as consumers, they won't be able to afford both both subscriptions and that, quote, the move might make business sense for Disney, which is eager to get a piece of the streaming pie. But the people who who power these businesses should be taken into account, end quote. The cost of multiple subscription fees is starting to add up, and many people are feeling uh, the need to return to the pricey cable packages they could not as they escaped earlier. Um, blah, 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 blah. As of October, uh, August, <laughs> I skipped over a paragraph. Uh, as of August twenty third, two thousand seventeen, there were over twelve thousand signatures on the petition, and that number is growing. Um, the Washington Post requested that Disney respond to the petition, but currently the company has not commented on the issue. Yeah, no, twelve thousand. No, that's not much. <laughs> they're not going. They're n- just no. They're not going to do it. I mean, they're not going to bow to any pressure on this. Um, they, you know, I mentioned this before, they use Netflix as a test bed. How well is our content going to be consumed if we put it on a, a streaming site like this? And then how much do we think we could make if we did it ourselves? The same thing they did with the cruise line. They did their test with the big red boat, kind of saw how that worked out, what the response was, built their product around it, and put the big red boat out of business. Now, I don't think they're going to put Netflix out of business. Um, I know they're not going to put Netflix out of business, but... Um, this is what was always going to happen. I understand people want all the entertainment that exists in the history of mankind for $10 a month not going to happen. Okay? It's just not. These are businesses. This is what they have to do. They've got to, you know, this is what they do. Um, so, you know, the, the whole idea behind cord cutting ultimately is going to be not that you get the same thing that you got from your cable company for $10 a month, but that you get to pick and choose a la carte the pieces you want and just pay for those. Or new stuff. You know, Netflix and Amazon both have that model where they're they're doing their own content. So they're making that choice of, is this content worth it? I have a question. Who in this room, and I have a sus- suspicion I know who it's going to be, still has cable? Me. I do. I do. Do you really, Craig? That surprises me. Oh, I couldn't live without cable. The thing is, there's two reasons why I keep it. The first off is um, I I know one day when I want to watch something, and if you're only streaming, the Internet's going to go down, and then you're not going to be able to stream anything. Cable, I never have to worry about that. And then the second reason is I know services do cloud DVR and stuff to try to be more appealing, but... The ones I've seen from friends using them or just messing around with them myself, I haven't been impressed with it. I haven't. So basically, I'm at the point where I don't ever want to make sure that my cable is interrupted because the internet's out, which happens a lot with Spectrum yeah. um, more often than not. And I, I like how my DVR system is currently set I know, up. So I have a question for you for follow up. 
for my reporting here. Yes, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> Follow up. Okay, Brokaw. <laughs> what other services do you subscribe to besides having cable? What else do you have? Uh, all I have is I have Netflix. I have Hulu. Uh, HBO is already included into my cable bill, so I don't have to worry about that. And I, and then I have Amazon Prime. So that's all I essentially need. Uh, I feel young and hip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, well, You're hold validated. on. Let me, let, me, let me take care of that. You need um, a new hip. <laughs> Can um, you do some post-production on Pete and just along, start laying it out? Along the, same lines, <laughs> along the same lines is that question. Who in the room still has a landline telephone? I, I what? love it. What I is that? Like, I did just think about adding one like this week because when I was sick on Friday and I tried to call somebody here because Spectrum had one of its blackout, like blockout, whatever happened, mm-hmm. I'm having issues with them. I lost my internet and AT&T at the exact same time dropped out my cell phone signal. So for 45 minutes, I tried to get in a hold with multiple people to help me go to urgent care. So I had no telephone in my house to call anybody for help. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen ever again. I think ours is a holdover. Our, no, ours, before, we, we, before we moved a couple of years ago, our house was a cell phone dead zone. And uh, we had it, I think, mostly for emergencies. No one ever uses it, but that's why we had it, and I think we just brought it with us. I, actually, there's a couple reasons. First of all, we have a fax machine, I know. Ooh. I know. But we have to fax certain people. Certain people only take things by fax. Time um, what? Time travelers. <laughs> no. There are, sometimes you have to fax the past. Time travelers. There are some businesses I deal with that require us to fax things. Um, and then also, because this my cell phone doesn't work great in my office, I like to have the landline. You need an M-cell. But you don't pick do. up we either when I call. We actually have a booster, but it doesn't get into the office. I'm sorry, Teresa. You don't pick up either when I call. So yeah, what's well, the point? Well, because I have caller ID. Fax <laughs> him. You need to send him a fax. Yeah, send him a fax. <laughs> send a raven. <laughs> People are cruel. I'm just excited Craig and I have the same stuff. I thought for sure it's going to be like, I, oh, I'm no. kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a landline, but... I mean, yeah, I have every streaming service. I mean, I, I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have a Sling. I really love Sling. Do you? Uh, I got to be honest. It's not the Sling box. Yeah. The the app. Um, that works amazing. Anywhere I am with a connection, I'm getting, I, I, I'm getting HBO. I'm getting Showtime. I'm getting, you know, CNN. I'm See, getting, I get that on my Chromecast. I'm even getting some, I'm even getting some local, um, local news, uh, local news television station. So. Hey. You had a sling the month they came out. Yeah. Who still has a VCR? In the garage. <laughs> I have a VCR not hooked up. A turntable. I, do, oh, I, I currently have a turntable. I buy records. I bought a record okay, last week. It's coming back. It, it, well, it never back. went away at my house. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm just curious as to... I, if, when I talk to my nephews, it seems like I'm really, really far out of it. Because, I mean, they have nothing. They get everything on their phone. Somehow it miraculously appears. I don't know what they do. The, see, a lot of people, and I thank our audience for this, a lot of people are content not watching the big shows, not watching normal uh, network television because they'll just come on YouTube and find personalities that are what, that are putting out there or what they, they want to watch. they still find that content on yeah. YouTube? Um, people are still putting like episodes Oh, yeah, no, YouTube. people will right, well, always whole, find a way to pirate. The, I need live sports. The problem is the problem is that 
people are expecting a one-stop shop that's going to give them everything they want. And because of the fact that so many now, now so many of the content producers are also the broadcasters. Disney and ABC is a great example. Um, that they're saying, no, our content's too valuable. I don't want it on your platform. Um, I'm going to put it on my own platform. That's why Netflix, Amazon are developing their own yeah. um, their their own scripted series. Um, but what about this idea that Disney is going to then have some content on Netflix and some content on their own service? Because that was some of what this was a petition well, was we about. Well, we don't know that that's actually going to be the case. Disney has not announced that they're going to do that. They're in negotiations with I Netflix. I thought I read that. I thought I read that. They're in negotiations, but... It has not been decided. CBS just tried this last year. I was a huge fan of the show The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. Watched every episode. And they decided to do a sequel. But you had to pay for it. Yeah. The only way you could watch it, I think it was $6 a year, or $4.99 a year, CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. So right. we bought that, too. And We're suckers. Uh, <laughs> I would have paid four ninety nine an episode for the sequel. I like the characters and stuff like that. But, you know, you have, you're right. You have to pay for it when you can, where you can find it. People think that the price of your cable bill is, you know, ridiculous. And to some degree it is. Mm-hmm. But the cable companies have to go negotiate mm-hmm. rates with each one of these producers in order to carry certain content, in order to carry certain channels, they've got to negotiate and that's gonna ultimately get and then they gotta make their money. So you know, I, I, I don't know what it's gonna end up looking like, but Steve, you wanna say something? Yeah, just to exactly what you're saying, I have PlayStation View, which uh, I hate it. I, I got off of that. Okay, yeah, I love it. The only thing is that they won't. Sometimes when prices get too high, they won't negotiate. So like Viacom or something like that, which owns Comedy Central, MTV, mm-hmm. and uh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Um, basically, their prices were too high, so PlayStation View just said, "Okay, well then we're done with you." So I just don't have those channels. Yeah. See, I want I want to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it. Right. And I want it be I want it to be on at the same time every time I want to. No, watch see, I'm it. okay with the DVR thing. No. So, all right. Should we move on from that? You can. Okay. Our fourth and final news story. Serving hints at potential name change for Disney's Hollywood this studios. This is absurd. A re- <laughs> I think they should call it Downton Abbey. <laughs> a recent survey coming out of Walt Disney uh, shows that Disney's Hollywood studios could be receiving a name change. Uh, this has been speculated for a while now, now, as even Disney CEO Bob Iger hinted at it at an annual shareholders call on March 12, 2015. Now, a survey has gone out to Walt Disney World guests that might just be the first look at what could end up as the new name. A recent article titled The Disorganization of Disney's Hollywood Studios by disc contributor Nicole Mancini had the list of potential names, including, I was so excited, I can't wait to read these, (laughs) Disney's Kaleidoscope Park, (laughs) Disney's Storyverse Park, Disney Hyperia Park, Disney Beyond Park, Disney's Cinemagique Park, Disney Legends, that's from France, (laughs) Disney Legends Park, and Disney XL Park for larger size people. <laughs> I think we're being <laughs> punked. Um, Are these made up? No, these were on a survey. It's been in multiple places this has shown up. Um, I, I don't know how many of you have ever tried to register a domain name. When it's not available, uh, Network Solutions <laughs> will give you all these other options <laughs> for a domain name. And that's the minute I read that list, I'm like, this is like the list you get when you try and register that a domain name so and it's not funny. available. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. Absolutely right. Go right now. Go to Network <laughs> Solutions and try and register a domain name you know is taken and go see the ridiculous Starting options. with Disney. 
and getting a .com. Right. And, <laughs> and, and C, what the ridiculous suggestions are. This is the most ridiculous. It, really it must be that they know the name that they want to use is really, really bad. And these are just much, much worse. So it's going to look like if people think this is going to be I want to go spend the day over at Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope? I actually think the only one that even sounds good to me is Hyperion. Hyperion, yes. That was the only one. It's not Hyperion. It's Hyperia. Hyperia. That sounds like something you take medicine for. <laughs> or it sounds right. like the medicine itself. That is the drug. That's the drug. It may cause side all the disclaimers. Yeah. Your elbows may move in different directions. <laughs> Call your doctor before taking Hyperion. Hyperion. <laughs> I, 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 um, yeah, I was like absolutely, totally confused. I like the Disney XXL Park. Why do they have to change it? What's wrong with where, what it is? <laughs> something <laughs> expiring where they can't use it anymore? I no, think no. They're it just looking to rebrand it, it with all the fit, new stuff. I mean, the name doesn't fit anymore. Like MGM, uh, Hollywood Studios. It's just, always going to be MGM to me. <laughs> it's always going to be MGM. I think Disney Studios is fine. Leave it as Disney Studios and move on. Stop being weird. Disney's Hollywood Adventure or something. You could still keep just Disney Hollywood, Studios. but not maybe Studios. Or Florida Adventure. We have a California Adventure. But it's not the dot com's not available. That's all. <laughs> Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope Park. And what well, you added that extra large thing at the I end. I did not. Right? It's Disney XL Park. That's what Nicole Mancini wrote. Okay. I think we're being punked. I, really I think so too. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for the news. I'm going to meet you. At... Oh, your pants talk to you. <laughs> he's trying. I'm going to be trying to buy Disney Kaleidoscope Park dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's not available. <laughs> no, I just got one of the most odd texts I've ever had in my life. Um, okay, so, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just completely threw me off. Um, thank you for that, John. Uh, we're going to move on to Rapid Fire. We'll start with you, Mr. Magi. Excellent. Teacher Trainers Cafe at Disney Hollywood Studios offering new coffee art. Um, I think this is really cool. Apparently, they can put an image now on the foam on a coffee. Uh, the images can be Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Joffrey's logo, and the Disney Springs logo. I don't know. Anybody would pick anything but Mickey or Minnie. Seems I have the Joffrey's logo. Exactly. I think we should do the <laughs> Dreams of Little Travel logo on top of it. Um, I. This is one of those things where you say to yourself, why didn't somebody do this earlier? I think this is kind of cool. Do you? Yeah. Huh. You could put yeah. an image on top of your coffee. And then Rather than that swirly thing they try to put on top of my coffee, it never looks like anything. Huh? Doesn't do anything for me, right? <laughs> What'd you learn today about John? I, I don't. This I'm is okay with not having any pictures I'm okay on my coffee. With, yeah, right, I get it. Like it comes you, with a cover on it usually. <laughs> when I sit out of the cover, take your cover off to see your artwork. Uh, it's you're just like, trying to be trendy and hip. If you go to O'Gill's on Disney Cruise Line, like you always, when you order your beer, you always want them to put the shamrock in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same idea. You just want you want a bonus thing on your drink. Huh. God, just be That's happy to have your drink. Huh? Good. That's awesome. Wonderful. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, John. Kevin. Disney's releasing a new set of pins for pin trading. They are uh, things for movies. In the little picture that we have, it looks like we have Rapunzel, her tower, and it's the frog, I believe, or the chameleon, I believe it's from... Tangled. Tangled. Pascal. Yeah, that's it. There you go. And there's another one. Um, these are going to be the other uh, one. These are tangled images, not frozen there's images. There's a sun. I don't know what the sun is. However, I thought the interesting thing was Disney has uh, put out pin trading rules. The main criteria to judge whether a pin is tradable or not, it has to be a metal pin bearing a Disney mark on the back. 
that represents a Disney event place location character icon. Pin should be in good undamaged condition. For safe trading experience, please trade one pin at a time, hand to hand. I'm not quite sure what that means. Meaning don't pin it on the cast throw member. It from some, don't something. throw it at him. All right. Uh, guests may trade a maximum of two pins per cast member per day. Refrain from touching a cast member. That's a very good idea. Or a guest's pins or lanyard. Uh, monies, gifts, and receipts may not be exchanged or traded for a pin. <laughs> I never tried trading a receipt. <laughs> um, trading with a cast member. Guests should offer a pin that is not currently displayed on the lanyard. Pins from other business units of Walt Disney Company, ABC, ESPN are accepted for trade. Operating participants that show a Disney, Disneyland, or Disney World Resort affiliation are acceptable. Plastic, rubber, or other non-metal pins are not accepted. Personalized name pins are not accepted. Brooch style or clasp pins are not accepted. And this is the one that killed me, because this is what I looked for all the time. Brooches? No, I I have my own set of brooches. Uh, Disney Service Award pins, Spirit pins, Disneyland Resort pins, Partners in Excellence pins, or cast member costume pins, i.e. host, hostess badges, Disney trainer, etc., are not tradable. So you have all of those. I was just going to say, I have all of those. Yeah, but I think this is trading with the cast yeah. members. Of I stuff. traded other people for them. Those were the ones I wanted. I think it's neat about these sets is they come in sets of four, and they're sort of themed in their little sets of four. They're neat. And they're going to represent things in the movies. It was really hard to find a rapid fire. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging. Could have had the coffee one. Yeah. He talked about putting swirl art on coffees. And I just, I, I have to do this. Um, just to show everybody what... An awesome friend Kevin is. He saw this. This is a coach bag, right? And I, I don't know how many of you would recognize this artwork. This is uh, from an, uh, an artist named Keith Herring, um, passed away many years ago, was very big um, in raising money and awareness in the early days of the AIDS crisis back in the 80s. He's one of my f- favorite artists, and Kevin brought me this today as a gift. So Aww. I just want to say thank you publicly. You are the most wonderful friend. This is awesome, and I love it. I'm glad you like it. And I he, saw it and I thought this belonged here. And yes, he left, it did. He left the price tag on it, so he knows how much you spent. <laughs> you know how much you spent on it. He, <laughs> he's very mini pearl. Um, um, but thank you again for that. You're welcome. All right, Miss Teresa. Okay. Um, the guest lockers have now been upgraded at all Walt Disney World theme parks. As a part of the update, the process for renting a locker has been changed. Take note. Each locker location is now equipped with a self-service kiosk. Guests paying with cash or credit card may now process proceed directly to the kiosk to rent a locker. Guests paying with a magic band or gift card must see a cast member at the nearest merchandise location. The merchandise cast member will pr- process the transaction at a register and give the guest a code to input into the kiosk, allowing them to access a locker. Lockers are available in the following sizes. Standard. <laughs> yeah, really. XXL. Standard is twelve and a half by ten by seventeen, seven dollars per day. Large, fifteen and a half by thirteen by seventeen, ten dollars per day. And the jumbo, Child only size. available at Epcot Child Magic size. Kingdom, seventeen by twenty-two by twenty-six is fifteen dollars per day. Guests no longer are no longer required to pay a deposit when renting a locker. Lockers are located near the main entrance of each park, as well as the International Gateway entrance. At Epcot, she looked at me when she said "jumbo." I think they should sell rid some of them that are refrigerated. That would be oh, awesome. Yeah, that would be great. We've never used one before, but what, before this, was it a key? I mean, I, or you how, had to go how the far ca- back are we going? Well, you had like to go to the cast. Last time I did it, you had to go to the cast member, and you got a little key. Didn't you have them at 
Splash at Blizzard Beach. Blizzard Beach. Splash Mountain Water Park. But no, we we did and. Like you, if people would lose these things all the time, and I would all if we'd find them at the end of the day, we were cleaning up. I'd give the keys to like little kids and say, "Hey, go bring this to the cash register, and you'll get like five dollars back or three dollars or something." But it couldn't go find a locker; didn't have the, the number on it that it was lost. But if you returned your key, you got your money back. But we, we'd find with you. these Being all the time. Local, I haven't done that in very, very many years. Yeah. I think the last time I did it was when you had to get a locker to go on um, Men in Black at Universal. I just I don't bring that kind of stuff with me when I go to. A I park. recommend that at water parks though. A lot of people oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. to they, you know you know leave different. their wallets and purses near the chairs. Just put it in. The Not a good idea. Yeah. Well, obviously someone's still using them because there's. I think a lot there. of people still use. Well, them. I think people yeah people who aren't local. I guess people who bring all that stuff with them and don't want to carry it. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Corey. All right, this uh, probably could have been read in uh, housekeeping, but I needed a rapid fire. Uh, Disney and ABC uh, News have announced that they will hold a day of giving this Thursday, August 31st, uh, 2017. Program across all platforms will be devoted to the support of the American Red Cross's Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Disney and ABC 13 Houston have also announced a $1 million commitment to the Red Cross in support of Harvey recovery efforts. Um, and then we have a video um, in, in this article that you can watch for more information, but check it out. I just got to go back one second and revisit this. I've been watching the news a lot. We have friends who live in that area. And I'm overjoyed to see the people who are not part of first responders, the fire department, the Red Cross, just average people everybody the cage navy in. yeah that's exactly the, the, her, the word navy, i heard this that, word. Yeah. and i think to myself you know sometimes we watch the news and you think people are jerks people are jerks the world yeah. sucks sometimes this restores your faith in like, people a lot of time you know unfortunately a lot of times a, a tragedy brings out the best in people and um and, and i don't know them by name but i think thank you yeah no I, I i agree i agree um it does restore some of your faith in humanity then again some of the things you read on twitter uh, some of the things that are being said. I'm not going into it. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. But some of the things I've been reading online um, about from people about this tragedy and, and some of the insensitive things that are being said. Um, people special have referenced the cause of this being yeah, as yeah, repayment yeah, I, of things. And I, I think to myself, don't even you know, there's a special it. place in hell. The, the, yep, there are several, the words right out of my the, There are several ways to donate. I don't have the... I know that there's a... A code you can text, yeah. Uh, but you know you can do it through that or you know redcross.com. Yeah, I think Red Cross is probably going to be your best bet to donate to. All right, thank you, Corey. Craig. Okay, I got a humdinger of a good housekeeping here. Um, rapid, fire. rapid fire. Okay, you're setting us up. <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. Kaleidoscope. Uh, what a day. Yeah, Can't remember the last time I had a humdinger. <laughs> Oh, God. Thank you. Um, what? Speaking of humdingers, uh, we now know two more of the candlelight processional narrators. Um, on November 27th to the 28th, uh, Matt Bomer will be appearing. I forget what he's from, but uh, he'll be then there. Then why do we have a picture of Neil Patrick Harris? Um, because he's also one of them. You forget what Matt Bomer is from? Yeah. He's not gay, Ryan. My dreams. Uh, oh. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my. Suits, magic What a humdinger. Don't pretend like you don't know magic mic. There you go. <laughs> Okie dokie. Stop saying uh, What? <laughs> he used that word. New shirt. 
Hashtag. No. <laughs> Come on. No. Um, so that's the first one. The other one, of course, uh, or Davis, uh, everyone's favorite Ewok. He'll be there December 12th. Twerth. <laughs> Did you say dwarf? <laughs> Twerth. No, like T W O R T H. Uh, it's a new word. Uh, he will be presenting from the 12th through the 14th. Uh, and then, of course, also announced right now, we have uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Pat Sajak. Trace Adkins, NPH, CCH Pounder, Jackie Velasquez, sorry, and Chandra Wilson. Who's Pounder? CCH Pounder. She's an actress. She's you, wonderful. You would, if I showed you, would you know a picture her. of her, you would know exactly. Immediately. She really, exactly uh, and she's too. amazing. Okay. And you, like, turn everything she's... Yeah. Oh, See, Rhino played that game with me earlier. <laughs> I saw her, and I had no idea who she was. <laughs> exactly. So since we're on the same wavelength today... Yeah, really. That's a, almost scary. It is really scary. <laughs> and now, now I'm looking... You're actually starting to look alike. There you go. We are. The glasses, the, glasses, the hair color, the beard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get John a John, hat. Yeah. John cloned himself, St. Young John... <laughs> That's the fax machine he's been using for. That's right. I faxed myself. John has been spying on me this That's entire time. Faxing yeah. oh. oh, you know who she is. <laughs> I know who she, she is. is. That's why he's a little bit blurrier image than I am because I faxed him back for the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Craig. She was on the shield. <laughs> you know who she is. Rhino. Um, so this... No is not as exciting as I was hoping it was. The the uh, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival um, has released um, some of the returning or uh, some of the live entertainment and not the not the concert series, it's other stuff. So um, some new acts and returning favorites will be here. Sarut or Saroit, I don't know how to say that, but they're new to Epcot and they're a renowned band uh, that hails from Canada's Magdalene Islands in eastern Quebec. Um, you've got Margaret Almer and the Bavarian band, who she's apparently a world famous yodeler. Um, then you have Musique Aramenso, um, who's a returning favorite and will be performing at the Morocco Pavilion. And then Bode, how would you even say that? Bode Catan? Bode Catan. Yeah, um, who is backed by popular demand, I guess, again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was there a poll? I, yeah, I don't. I, I, there's a lot of popular demand apparently this year that I was unaware of. But and then Raffi, which I thought was the Raffi. It's not the Raffi you're thinking of. It's Raffi R A F. Excuse, yeah, R A F F Y. Uh, it's a musical quartet. What was I? I what was I thinking? Of? I know what you're thinking. Uh, of. I used to teach you. I used to teach children. Guy. Yeah. Baby Beluga. Make my ears bleed. Yeah, yeah. baby beluga right in, there, in the deep that, blue sea. That would be from your childhood. Yeah, right? I remember this. I okay. remember album covers and everything. I'm and completely I was lost. Like, yeah. So I did too. He was a children's artist. Oh, okay. So not that. Back when Rhino was a child in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like last week. Facts myself to the future. Facts to the future. Boom. There's my new movie. Sorry. Oh my! I think I said that like four <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> That's okay. Damn it, Clone Craig! Right, Clearly, exactly. they were Clone John. <laughs> it's Clone John. All right, thank you, Rhino, Steve. Okay, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, two tiger cubs were born, and they are the first in park history. Um, they will be moved in a couple months to the Mahara Jungle Trek. Um, and so it's pretty cool. 
I think it's an endangered species. Um, for sale? It is. <laughs> so it's extra important. So good on uh, Disney for keeping the endangered species uh, reproducing. I don't know. Well, we just, they had the, uh, a rhino was born a while ago and an elephant. So good for them. <laughs> not, not much to it. I got nothing. <laughs> trying to help them nothing. out. Trying to make it more Go interesting Tigers. than it is. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say that. Go All right. Thank you for that, Steve. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we are going to be uh, we're going to be uh, closing this down uh, now for about 10, 15 minutes. Then we're coming back live, uh, switch some seats out, and we're going to be coming back live to talk about uh, this year's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which uh, launched started out uh, this season last Friday. So uh, that is going to do it for this episode, but stay tuned for the next one of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. See you in a few minutes.